The home that you worked so hard to purchase or the business that you dreamed of owning deserve to shine. LDJ Cleaning Professionals specialize in commercial, residential, and disinfecting cleaning. We've served Aurora and the Quad Counties with over 20 years experience in the professional cleaning industry. Whether you're looking for window cleaning, disinfecting, or general office cleaning, we offer it all and more. Hire a true professional and call us today at 630-291-5435 or visit our website at www.ldjcleaning.com. We help you protect your investment. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. All right. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.05 a.m. And you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news yes. podcast. And we've got a great interview today. We're going to do a lot of learning. Um, we have a dedicated, thoughtful, caring public servant. And that trail of superlatives can lead to only one person, Miss Mary Foltz of the Community Advocacy Awareness Network. Hey. Good to see you this morning. All right, so uh, we got a lot to talk about. As you guys know, we do the news first for you. There's a bunch of stuff going on in the city. Uh, Chief among the things I want to talk to you guys about is the uh, applications for the Community Review Board are online and able to be accessed. You have to go to the city's website to do that, and we'll be posting the link for you guys on Facebook and Instagram today as well. Keep in mind that there are... uh, Criteria to be met for all applicants. The list of criteria is on the city's website as well. Uh, Our friends of the Aurora Rapid Response Team and others have uh, passed that information on. Please take a look at that, and if you're interested, please apply. All right. Wesley and Flowing Forth United Methodist Churches, Temple Nye Israel, New England Congregational Church, and Art Bar Art Gallery all in Aurora are hosting Light Up the Night. Candlelight and community from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Monday, December 21st, using the hashtag Aurora Light Up. Community organizations, faith communities, nonprofits, and neighborhoods are invited to pick a location, bring candles, and stand together in unity and silence for 30 minutes. Shout out to all of those faith-based organizations for all the good work they do. Uh, Arta had their um, their second drive-through box dinner sale yesterday, and it was great from what I hear. The uh, fanfare for the Greek chicken and fettuccine Alfredo was through the roof. So shout out to whoever cooked that. Sounds tasty. It does sound tasty. <laughs> Can we get a plate though? Y'all got plates. Y'all got leftovers. Holla at you, Arta. Uh, founded in 1958, Arta is a local nonprofit comprising 370 former educators from Aurora. Very cool. Shouts to them. Uh, gazebo at Millennium and the Star Monday Park are being staged for free holiday photos. December 5th coming up is the next day uh, for those photos. Socially distanced photos are first come, first serve, and will be available for download as well. Shout out to Aurora Downtown. You can find out more information about that and their location details at auroradowntown.org. All right, now check this out. Uh, shout outs to Josh Schultz. Jed Ingram Art, Cottonseed Creative Exchange. There's a lot of new artwork going up on all the windows, uh, particularly Broadway. Yesterday, Josh Schultz put a cool Star Wars-themed Christmas uh, scene on some windows on Downer Place. So check that out when you get a chance. If you're walking around, get your coffee, go on to Treadwell, and tell them that Good Morning Aurora sent you. You dig? <laughs> you know? Uh, you won't get no discount. But, you know, they'll, they'll know you woke and you listen to the show. Blood, um, blood. Right. <laughs> you know, get your little cappuccino or something and check out the artwork. It's a very, uh, it's a very positive, nice thing to see. Uh, it's good to see some color, and it's really good to see something positive going on in the city. So shouts out to all the artists. All right. And uh, Saturday, Saturday the 19th, uh, Faith Lutheran Church is having their annual church nativity scene. During the performance, visitors are invited to join the choir and sing traditional carols. There's a petting zoo after that with hot chocolate and cookies. The public is invited. Admission, parking, and refreshments are free. Shout out. 
And I got something else to tell you about our friends. Oh, hold on one more second here. Call for speakers. Share a project, technique, or subject of interest at one of the monthly meetups for the Aurora Public Art Commission. Uh, the Aurora Arts Alliance is looking for people who uh, have a skill and want to display it and teach others how to do it. So uh, I'm going to post this on our page. You guys can see that. Take advantage of it. And if you know any artist or you yourself are an artist, please take part. All right. The Elf Behind the Shelf. Kane County Sheriff's Office is hosting Elf Behind the Shelf, a drive that allows you to help those in need from behind the scenes. All donations go to Pads of Elgin and Mutual Grounds Domestic Violence Shelter. Now this goes... Uh, it started the 23rd of last month and it goes to the 21st of this month. Um, lots of items needed including toys, silverware, trash bags, used jewelry, gift cards, hygiene, excuse me, hygiene products, um, baby socket covers, and etc. Questions or concerns about the event, you can contact uh, the County of Kane, or excuse me, uh, call 630-208-2041. And uh, the drop box is located in the main entrance of the Kane County Sheriff's Office in St. Charles. Shout out St. Charles and all that. All right. And now, hmm? right, right. Ron Hain, what up? Shout out, shout out. He was on the show. Was he? Yeah, he came on the show, uh, one of our early episodes. So shout out, we got to get him back. All right. LDJ Cleaning Professionals, specializing in commercial, residential, and disinfectant cleaning, serving Aurora and the Quad Counties with over 20 years' experience in the professional cleaning industry. We offer our, the, uh, excuse me, they offer the famous Make Ready service, post-construction cleaning, window cleaning, floor maintenance, disinfectant cleaning, and general office cleaning. The home that you worked so hard to produce, to purchase the business that you uh, always dreamed of owning, they're honored to provide their service to you. Hire a true professional. Call them at 630-291-5435 or visit the website www.ldjcleaning.com. Yep. All right. And that is all for the news today. So now we get into our interview with our uh, friend of the show, Mary. How are you? I'm pretty good, actually. Good to see you this morning. Good to see you guys, too. Thanks for having me. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, so we're going to learn about the um, the CAN Network, and uh, we'll talk about Aurora as well. Before the, the people who may not know who you are, please let them know who you are and where you're from. Okay, so my name is Mary Folks. Uh, my last name is F-U-L-T-Z, it's in Zebra, and I am a birthed here in Aurora resident. All right. Okay, um, I um, don't know where to go from here. <laughs> who I am. Mm -hmm. So I am, you know, born and raised here in Aurora. Um, in 2002, um, I was blessed to be able to start coming out into the community into baking lots and doing um, events with children with cookies and juice. And that just happened to be my heart, you know, being a mother of the neighborhood, and I picked it up from my mom. So you're born and raised here in Aurora? Born and raised here in Aurora, um, yes. Uh, growing up, what impact did your dad have in your life? Well, that is a slippery scope because mm -hmm. slope because my father wasn't in my life when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I didn't meet my dad until I was about twelve. Seen him one time and then meet him again until the age of thirty-eight. So my father wasn't in my life, but we have a beautiful relationship now. And actually, a part of can, you know, relates to that. You know, where there's children that don't have the fathers in the home, coming from single parent homes. Mm -hmm. um, but my mom, she raised us as a single parent, and there was five of us, and that was hard for her. So she went outside and got other organizations or people, even our life insurance person we had back then, Jim Ahern, who passed away now, became mentors in our life, the male figures in our life. And so we had a lot of daddies. Um, Bishop uh, William Bonner, who passed away, he was our godfather, you know, there in the neighborhood. So we looked up to him, you know, as a father figure. So I had a lot of positive male role models, even without my father in my life. Okay, so, but with him in my life now at 38, um, took a trip, went down, found him with my aunt, and just just the love of being able to find him and having him in my life, even at the age of 38, meant something to me. So when I deal with some of these um, young people that don't have the fathers or some of the parents that come to me, you know, with issues with their kids, especially the boys, I can relate to that because I had three young men that are now grown men. And boy, the trials and oof, did you go through being a single mom, laying right. with boys, is something. So even though not having your dad in your life, you were able to see the value yes. in family and 
people who don't have a dad understand their struggle. Mm -hmm. That's important. Mm -hmm. and, and, never, and never lose that love connection no matter how long you're disconnected. Right. Once you get connected, there's something there, you know, that, that you can take away from that and you can share with other people, especially the younger generation, you know, that, and being honest, you know, I have a lot of people, male figures in my life, um, including my own brother, mm -hmm. um, sibling, you know, that did time like in a prison. Mm -hmm. And even that separation, you know, like as a positive male in the family, and then with that separation, something was taken away. But then when he would come home, there was such a connection and a love that was brought back. And even to hear him say all the way in jail that he would hear of things I was doing here in the community. And I was like, really? Who, me? You know? So, and that was like in 2011. So that just gave me the spirit, you know, to keep moving in the direction that God has me. How important is uh, family to you? Oh, family. That's easy for me. What my hat says, love. And with that same love, I carry from my family. And I'm, I'm going to be honest here because my kids know I raised them up, up to be like this, is that family to me kind of takes away that friend scenario. If, if to say that you're my friend, you have to be family. And that's just the way that I've lived life. And like with my mom raising us up, she'd always say that you don't have friends, your books are your friends. And so that, that kind of gave you that plug to education always put education before wanting to go out and party or hang out, you know, and kick it or whatever, because friends can lead you wrong. And if you stick with your education and the books, you know, that's a love. And then with that, you can integrate that into family, and then you can all raise up together. So with family, um, like in the community, I have so many community goddaughters and godsons, and unfortunately, um, some of my friends, that would have been in school, their mom said we couldn't have as friends, they were associates. So their children became under my toolage. And this is the this is the really this is the really trickery of it is that unless something happened in their family, I didn't even know that those children belonged to people that I went to school with. So I got acquainted with the children without even knowing who their parents was because I had five children. So with each level, each age, you had a different group of kids. And so they all became, you know, we all became family. And so growing up, when my mom partied and did whatever, and I became the nurturer in our family, that I nurtured other children in the family. You're the oldest right there on Street. Um, well, I have one older brother. Okay. Um, and I was oldest here. He went away and went to the Army. So by him going away, that left me to be the oldest. And the truth is, I didn't do parties, if people know me, parties, football games, basketball games, I was I was missing from all of that because I became the nurturer in our family when a single parent home. My mom worked, you know, when I did stuff. Um, part of our life, you know, was kind of shaky there and I had to give up all of that to be able to be that nurturer there in the house because we did not have that father figure in the home. You grew up on Kane Street. I grew up on Kane Street right here on the east side. What's the difference between Kane Street of when you were a kid and Kane Street now. How's Aurora changed? Whew. Okay, so now <laughs> we're getting into <laughs> I'll tell you this right here, and I've said it because you know I was um, at most of the listening sessions that happened. Um, and one of the things is that when we grew up in Aurora, on the east side of Aurora, back then you didn't even have curving. You had you know, street signs only going one way or whatever. Some streets that had no signs, whatever. You know, it was kind of, you know, go as you, you know, you had to figure it out. So um, with that, you know, curving in street signs and things, you know, that's good. Um, when you go into what the community was, was like back then, being a child being raised up on Kane Street, it was good and bad. At certain points, um, depending on what year you were in, it was terrible. So, luckily and unluckily, I got to be a part of, or my family got to be a part of, knowing the good, the bad, the ugly. We got to see it come back to being good again. And so what we see now is so much better than what it was back then. But if you go back when we were younger, younger, like going to Oak Park School, oh, we were kids. You know, hey, we're just having fun. We're out there lollygallon, basketball, whatever was going on. I like seeing what's happening. Yeah, right, yes, right. It's, yes, right. you know, so, you know, we were kids. But then as you start to grow up and get in those teenage years, you start to, your whole mind thought process changes. And then you start to really look into what's really going, going on in your community. Right. 
And so then you start to see, because come on, in the 90s, it was terrible here, the gangs and everything. Um, and it was so terrible back then where that um, you they put a command center right behind where my mom lives, the apartment buildings between, you got Kane Street and you got Trash Street. Mm -hmm. And there's apartments right behind there, we call them the Al Kennedy apartments. They were Bill Morrell back then. But anyway, there was a big blue bus back there. Um, and they put a command center back there because how bad it was there. And even back then, it was so terrible that you had people that didn't want the command center there that came and tried to set it on fire. Right. You know, and we were kids growing up and watching this stuff unfold. And come on, thinking as little kids, you know, you know, back then you wanted to grow up, you wanted to be a police officer, a fireman. You know, you, you rarely wanted to be a doctor, you know. And so it was like, why are they doing this to the police? Because we're little kids. But as you started to grow up as a teenager, you started to, you know, pay attention to more to the news and see what's really going on in your community and stuff. And I'm going to tell you something positive that's now that we didn't have back then. Even as a teenager years, I graduated in 1983. You didn't have back then the, the connect from, like, the aldermen. You didn't know politics. You didn't know what was going on. You know what aldermen meant. You didn't follow what a mayor's duties was or the mayor's job, you know, things. But you didn't know that stuff because they didn't teach us that stuff. So we were just busy being kids. So, again, going back to the good, the bad, and the ugly, I would say it's better now in the community than it was back then for sure. Can we do better? Of course we can. Do we need to do better? Of course we can. And how do we do that? we got to come together and make it happen. It's just that simple. Um, what does CAN stand for? Let's get into the network. CAN stands for you can do anything that you want to do. Let's start with the C. The C in CAN means community. Everyone in the community can be a part here. Advocacy. We advocate on behalf of other organizations. We promote businesses, especially promoting small businesses. Awareness. We make people aware of already existing programs, whether it's you know needs awareness, you right. know, regardless of what it is. I'm a network. We network with most anyone. I mean, doesn't matter. We part. We do. Well, we've done so many partnerships in the last few years. Um, get into. Um, I was absent for three years because I had a stroke, and that was in 2015. So I came back in 2018, being totally open and honest. I had no plans to come back. I was done. You know, I, I had put so much stress on my body. You know that I was just done. Um, but then, by the grace of God, He lifted me back up and. Here we are now doing Community Advocacy Awareness Network, CAN, which now is a not-for-profit um, in 2018. Um, we went ahead to the paperwork and everything to do that because coming back, everything that you could even be a part of, you have to have a not-for-profit. However, with CAN, we're still doing it the way that God gave it to me. We're still reaching out to just regular people in the community who want a platform to give back. So we did a coat drive. We gave out over 400 coats that were donated. No grants, no money from nowhere. So God bless everyone in the community that gave out to that coat drive. I saw it. Um, looked good. Did you? Yes. Congratulations. We're actually forming another one right now. I just, I just hit the flyer this morning. Props. So we're going to collect um, coats from December the 3rd until December the 10th. We need more kids' coats. Last time we had more kids' coats and lesser adult coats. This time we got more adult coats and lesser kids' coats. Right. So we need, like, from babies going on up. So that'll be our second annual. And that's where the partnership comes in with CAN. Um, we were able to partner with Mary Wilkinson over East Aurora High School. And, and we, we were outside. It was cold. We can't do that again. So this time we're going to do it over at Java Plus over on Montgomery Road. Shout out. Um, so shout out to Mike because mm -hmm. Mike, oh, God bless him so much. Um, he's holding our turkeys and hopefully our hams. It's going to be for our unity dinner. Okay. Um, we were supposed to do the unity dinner um, in November. There was so much going on and so many people doing the same things that one thing about us is that we believe in partnering. We don't believe in reinventing the wheel. Even if it's something that we already have set up, if, if you have 10 people doing the same things, we'll back off and do it at a different time. Right. Because that, that, that same, the same event that you're doing right then, it can be used in another month. If everyone's doing, ten, doing the same event, um, ten, 10 events at the same time, promoting the same thing, you get to the next month, there's nobody doing it. Yeah, that's not fresh, that ain't fly. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, y'all can have a little fun. Yeah. We don't, you know, we'll hit yeah. Yeah. See you next month. We, we like yeah. to do things, you know, where, where there's that need, right. you know. And so, um, normally Unity Dinner again um, is normally in um, 
November. You've been there. Mm -hmm. um, we do it at the Crisco Center. Mm -hmm. Last year, 2019, was the biggest one we ever done. We served almost 1,000 people. Huge shouts. And Large shout outs. To big, everyone. Big shouts. Shouts to the rooftop. Yes, yes, yes. no doubt. And we no honor doubt. our veterans there. No doubt. <laughs> We've been missing so much because of this whole coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Um, and the COVID that um, well, um, the, the transitioning that we've been doing has been a little stressful, to be honest. But the more we do this drive-through, um, um, I mean, what we were blessed to do um, the drive-through, the graduation drive-through over Easter High School. Yeah, I remember that. We did that, and what we did different in that was um, it's our first time doing it, of course. Is that um, we did it for anyone that graduated, whether it was preschool, kindergarten. It didn't matter, eighth grade, you know, that we just wanted everyone that was promoted to be a part of it. And that actually came about with the kids. We didn't come to do an event for that. We had no plans that we had, you know, we organized it. And like with me, um, I've been blessed to be an organizer. Um, and I talk about it in the community when we were raised up and mm -hmm. I took the kids under my wing. I look at that, I took the same toolage and came now and I can use that while we're promoting bigger events. The same, you know, skills I had then that I didn't know that's what they were. Right. You know, I was a child. And so now I just use those same skills that I did then, helping the kids and bringing us together. And, you know, when our mom's party, we had the American Legend down the street on Kane Street, mm -hmm. um, that I would get the kids together. We'd be at the park, the little 7-Eleven on Kane Street. We'd get, you know, snacks and everything. we sit down there, we eat stuff, we let them go party, do their thing. And we did our thing. You know what that was? That was the unity that I still believe in today. It was unity back then, and as a child, and that same unity instilled, and bringing that out into the community years later. And you know, the, the, the thing about it is, I'm gonna be honest here, because my kids are probably see this in the room, is that my kids weren't happy with what I was doing when I first got out there, because I came from being a homebody, I came from being a cancer survivor, and when I went through having a cancer, I had five kids. And this is the part where you better not cry. That when I talk about this, you know, some of my motivational speaker events is that during that time, even though I had five kids, I kind of gave up on life. I didn't want my kids to see me grow like that. Um, I lost all my hair, less than 100 pounds. Um, here recently, my family is going through something with my brother, you know, that's in a coma. He's been in a coma about six, seven weeks now. And that made me go through pictures, and I found the pictures of what I went through suffering with the cancer, forgetting how I was healed. And because of that, in 2002, is when I started you know, start to heal. I started to go out and see the need in the community with the kids and everything. And I was just a, a motherly, what do you want to say, like a motherly fit-in, I guess. A motherly shoe-in, you know, for the kids that were just out there. The gangs were bad and everything. But when I look back at those pictures and I look at how far God had brought me from that and how I wanted to give up. And so when you have organizations like Simply Destiny, Happy Thoughts, you know, that are suicide awareness programs, I can relate to that because I went there. I wanted to go there, but I couldn't because of my spiritual belief that if you kill yourself, you can't ask God for forgiveness. So you got to live this life out. And after then, I was able to pull it back together get out there and do what God wanted me to be doing. And at the time, I didn't realize what I was doing. I'm just in a parking lot, you know, baking lots with cookies and juice and giving the kids a safe haven. That's what it was all about. So if something happened, if you had teenager kids that could be um, identified as, you know, the white t-shirt, the blue jeans, or whatever at the time is what one of, one of the identifiers was with the police to the gangs and stuff. But we had just normal kids that just had blue jeans and t-shirts that were kids that weren't in trouble, kids going to school, you know, that could get mixed up in the other stuff that was going on. So with that being said, um, I had to think back on when I wanted to give up on life. And what it was, um, people heard me say it many times, is that once I gave up on wanting to die, God allowed me to live. And with that, with him allowing me to live, he gave me what can is. And can was never supposed to be a name. It was not supposed to be an organization. So me being a director and a founder, I don't run it like it's an organization because it's all coming out of here. Don't believe in titles. They say you got to put a name to it. This thing is like big. Um, then before you know it, we were doing events right there on Kane Street. 
<laughs> something that was absent for like 16 or whatever years it was. And, and, and when we did that, it didn't come lightly because it had been so terrible over there, you know, in that area. You know, it's a high risk area that people weren't doing events and stuff like we were little kids. Um, I'm not going to remember her name now, but she used to live there in the house across from the Keystone Lodge. Alice. I think her name was Alice. Whatever her name was. Um, she used to do events there and stuff and deal with the aldermen and stuff, which we didn't know what the person was back then. Um, but going back to, man, we said Black Pride. You know, let's see if they'll let us do that again. Mm -hmm. So it was a learning process. And it was stressful. Right. And it was a struggle because here we are, just normal people in the community that want to come back and do something that was done for us as children. We want to give that back, you know, in the neighborhood where I grew up at, right there on Cave Street. So that block party did happen. It was a lot of strings to pull, but it did happen. And it was it went off great, you know, and everyone was just so happy. And then that's when God said, okay, now you're going to stay in this. I'm giving you your health. Next thing you know, I end up getting in um, some other health struggles. I'm not going to mention everything, but some other health struggles. And again, I wanted to give up, but I had to remember. I always remember, and I'm going to die like this. I'm always going to remember what God brought me from with that cancer. No hair, less than 90 pounds, wanting to die. But as soon as I gave up wanting to die, he allowed me to live. He allowed me to live. And for that, I have a, a, I have a, I have a commitment to God, and that commit, commitment is that I will be a servant for him, however he wants to use me. And so that's why the titles don't mean nothing to someone like me. It has to be about that relationship that I have with him. We, 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 I made a commitment with him, and I have to see that through. I have to. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have had a turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs> if it wasn't for me... Because I actually didn't, uh, you know, a, you know, single young brother and all the, you know, the the luster of Thanksgiving with the fixings and then all that, you know, you know, personally, I was I was feeling Chinese food for the night, mm. but but uh, I was talking to a friend about this, but it's not about me. It's about uh, it's about my son. Okay. You know, sometimes kids need to have the, they need to see the the nice overflowing you know they need to see the tradition of it the, yes. the turkey with the you know the yams and all that i had a sweet potato pie i had a sweet potato pie but i had no turkey so you know what i'm saying <laughs> a brother a brother was really just off that um but uh and i was like man f it you know what i'm saying i don't need no turkey but no no i appreciated it you know what i'm saying i did appreciate that so that was yeah, a good that was that was good for me to be able to have that traditional meal and it was a it was kind of like a emotional thing too like you know what i really you know no it's it's not for me it's about having a traditional nice you know thanksgiving meal um for and with my son you know what i'm saying so that was big i appreciate that uh the time is now 8 32 a.m and you are listening to and watching good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast and we are glad to be joining interviewing miss mary fultz of the can network um, so with the exception, so besides Kane Street and in particular the east side of Aurora, in Aurora as a whole, whole city, what's the biggest change you've seen in your time being here? The biggest change that I've seen? Mm, from being a kid to now? Whole life. The biggest change, my whole life, the biggest change that I've seen. Hmm. I guess I have to ask you which way you want me to go with this. Anyway, the first way you're thinking of right now. The thing that you're thinking about right now. To be honest, I personally, even though there's so many organizations, you know, and things going on, it's not mm -hmm. for profit. I don't see that, and this is just me being honest, I don't see that unity, that love that I've seen as a child. I, I, I don't see that we're coming together the way that I seen things back then. <laughs> and and some people probably say, well, how come you don't, just because there's a lot of organization doesn't mean that they're unity. Oh, sure. It's, it, it's a lot of, you know, my, my, I, 
you know, then that you get back into that title thing. Yeah, there's a lot of places to eat, but they ain't no restaurants. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah um, right. Oh well, well you were like, okay, let's go here. Let's talk about downtown Aurora then. Nope. Um, Kick so, it off. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. Let's go there, okay? So the unity thing is one thing, you know, because that's where my heart is, you know, because you know I'm a giver. Um, but when you look at um, the Aurora as a whole, we look at downtown. I can remember the Gaylords, um, SS Cressy, you know, places like that, though they were downtown Aurora. The buses, you know, we got on the buses right here on Broadway. Mm -hmm. It was down here, you know, closer to Benton and everything. We had buses here. And when you think about what downtown was then, all the stores and, you know, the, the different um, department stores and stuff that you had. We even had a Walgreens downtown Aurora. And all that's gone. So to see so many buildings are, are vacant or not enough um, patrons, you know, patronizing the businesses that are downtown, um, I see that missing big time. Hmm. Even when River Edge came, um, like it's way down the street, and that's a you know, place for events. But it would be nice to see the people patronize all the time. Now, first Fridays, of course, you get a lot of people that come down. Right. Right? But that's one time every month. So hats off to downtown Aurora for doing that. Um, but when you really look at it, um, we're, we're, we're missing um, development, businesses, where we you know we have them, but we could use more. And so with that being said, I would like to um, personally see more programs, workshops, and that's something you have to pay for. Um, I know um, Brandy Gillian, they're, they're doing like the small businesses, you know, bringing the, you know, those workshops, you know, trying to get them out there. Um, heads off to Brandy um, and Sadiq. Um, trying to get that going, but we need more of that. Um, it's kind of hard because of the coronavirus, but you know they found a way to do it where it's all on Zoom and it's open. Right. So if we could get more work workshop and seminars, you know, to help you know build businesses and get people. But see, when we say to help build businesses, people think because you do a workshop and you tell them information, no, you got to follow them along the way. It's just like going to school. So if you were in college, you know, you have a teacher, you have an instructor. Um, it would be, I, I think our business would grow more if we have more workshops or something like that, helping people along the way, all the way to the end of the process. I think hmm. that would be very beneficial. Um, what's the biggest change that, uh, excuse me, um, let me start over actually. Uh, how has COVID-19 and the pandemic ran affected your life and the activities of can? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, for starters, we ended up without a location, you know, because of the COVID. Um, and and we've been very blessed never to have to pay for a location. We've always had them in kind to us. Right. So, um, of course, the churches, you know, we had different churches allow us to use, you know, their place of business. And, um, of course, everything got shut down. Uh, we had one church, um, Pastor Dove's church, that uh, was in a warehouse. And of course, because of COVID, you had to shut that down. Um, so um, that's been a big hit for us because, but then that's where Mike from Java Plus comes in at. He's been very, very, oh my God, he opened his doors where that, whether we were doing, regardless of what we were doing. You know, you run it by Mike, and Mike said, sure, you know, Mary, let's do it. Mm -hmm. You know, all the way down to a chili cook-off, you know, that we were able to do it. So Chili now, and coffee? Yeah, no. Damn, <laughs> But, and actually, I was um, I, I was the winner. They gave it to somebody had some caramel stuff on top. Okay, I got to put that out there. But I was really the winner, though. Okay, so, word okay. up. But anyway, um, um, I mean, I lost my thought on the chili thing. But, <laughs> I did. I'm thinking about how I was a winner then. Um, but what was I talking about? You were talking about, well, the, the question was how COVID has oh, affected COVID, yeah, uh, the activity of the can and yeah. everything. Yeah. And so, but actually, you know, and we found another way. We started doing these drive-thrus and pulling more people in. Um, and and if people watch me when we're doing events, I'm more the organizer, and other people in the community come and they work the events. Right. Because I do have a lot of underlying health conditions, and I shouldn't even be out there, you know. And so what I do is um I, I organize. We do the Zoom meetings, um, and then people come from the community and want to volunteer and give back. Right. Um, and with that being said, um, we um, like to um, encourage a lot of the younger generation you know, to get involved and teach them, you know, and that's something that's under my toolage. I love children and to be able to have them to see this even during COVID. And it goes back to the graduation parade. During COVID, we would have never thought of to do a drive-through, you know, graduation parade. 
but during COVID, you had to change up, you know, what you do. Um, we did food pop-ups over at Martha King, uh, Martha King Park. Yep. That's normally where we would do our different events at. Um, Which we, is Farnsworth. Farnsworth. It's Martha King Park on Farnsworth and Grand Boulevard. Grand, that's right. right. That's the corner. Like down from Burger King. Right. We do a lot of events there in the Seventh Ward. Um, so what we end up doing was food pop-ups. And we would get the food, hats off to Interfaith Food Pantry, one of our partners. Shout um, We would get um, food, um, the food boxes from them. Mm -hmm. We'd rent a U-Haul truck. Um, shout out to Christine from K County Mask Up Aurora. I mean, yeah, K County Mask Up, because they would donate us masks, and she would help find people to um, donate the money to rent the trucks. Remember, we're just community-based, so even though we have the not-for-profit, we don't have a grant right. So we lose out a lot because of that. They just did the quality life um, grant for the Silver Bar because myself, we don't have anyone to know how to fill out something like that. We lose out. And, and th that's kind of sad because, again, I go back to those workshops. It would be great to see um, somewhere in the city where that they could do a workshop or seminars to help someone from a small organization like ourselves that we don't have grant writers and, or do a class for grant, grant writing classes or something. Um, I'm going to plug this free though, okay, because we already don't got no money, but, <laughs> but you know, so, the, so that's what's missing, you know, that we, we don't have that opportunity. So with COVID, we've learned to do a lot of different things, food pop-ups, we even did the, um, we called it a kids day, which would have been our indoor Halloween that we do. And we had Mickey Mouse, um, our mascot is Dream of the Squirrel. We, we allow people to work out their dreams, know your dreams can always come true. And so we have our own mascot. And we had um, people that I met at Happy Thoughts Suicide Awareness Program over in Luigi's. Within like four days, decide on that day that, hey, we want to come out and you know, be a part of your event. And so we had all these characters out there. The parents brought the kids and drove through. And we gave out big one gallon freezer bags of candy and stuff. All donated from the community. And, Wait a and it was all donated. Y'all gave children gallon bags of One candy. Gallon bags of candy. Man, y'all had to have the parents mad at y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, in those bags, we did have chips and juices. But you. I'm telling you though that, and I mean, just the love of that. Um, and we had um, from Chi Town. Um, he was able to come out, and he has a um, he has a um, what is it called? The photo booth. You talking about the barbershop? Um, no. Shotown barbershop? No, 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 no. This is an organization. Oh, okay. Okay, me. and they're actually out of Juliet. Okay. But he also has his own Photoshop. He came out free of charge. See, this is where that networking comes in at. Mm -hmm. Because you have people that have small businesses or, you know, we help them promote their businesses. They will come out um, and in-kind their services. Uh -huh. And that's also helping promote their business. And so he came out and he did that for us. Uh, we haven't got the pictures yet, but he did that for us. And we didn't have to pay for that. So again, with, with that being said, uh, with COVID, it, um, there, it brings a lot more unity. It's bringing more people together. It's allowing more people to network together. And that part right there, you know, hopefully we can keep those networking, you know, relationships after COVID because right now, um, Unfortunately, COVID is doing that, but you know, we, we, had, we had a lot of losses, you know. What does America mean to you? What does America mean to me? It used to mean the land of the free. And lately, you don't feel that free anymore, and COVID has a lot to do with that, too. So, but America, you know, that we're in it that's it I mean I don't I don't have much to say what America means. you say it it it, um, it used, used to, be. to be when did it stop when did it stop being to you mm. when did it stop being I, to be honest with you I guess more that you learned about politics it stopped being free and that's just being honest what does America not understand about black people Hmm. That could go hand in hand. What does America not understand about black people? Well, unless you live the life of a black man or a black woman, it's hard to even say that when you say, what does America? Because America is diverse. So it depends on who the person is and who you're looking at, you know, at that time when you say something like that. So I can't, honestly, I can't answer what does America, you know, I can't even really answer that question. I don't want to get. I don't want to get political. 
Why not? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to get into politics. But, because that's what, you know, the, the, that, that's really the problem with a lot of stuff. You know, once you add politics into it, uh, people just seem to forget, you know, about the life that we're supposed to live. You know, because now you're trying to make everything, you know, you're trying to please you know, this person or that person. You're trying to gain this or gain that. And you forget about the real morals, you know, that we should be living up to. And so and that's why um, I, I drive, I'm very neutral when it comes to politics. A lot of people, they don't like my, my, my methods or the way I think, the way I do things. And even, you know, what you bringing that up, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, um, boy, I got in so much trouble um, for, to me, not in trouble, because I can't change who I am, um, about saying that all lives matter. And so many people get upset with me, saying, well, how can you say all lives matter? Because, you know, when these people, who are these people? You know, growing up as a child, you know, I've always been diverse in school. All of my friends that I could be with in school, because I couldn't have friends outside of school, because mama said no, that they were all like Hispanic people, Caucasian people, you know, and honestly, a lot of African-American people, they did the party and everything, and they'd sit in class and be talking about this stuff. And I want to talk about books, so in school, I was a nerd. I mean, if you go back, I was a cute nerd, but I was a nerd, okay? So, <laughs> he's laughing at me. But I say that because, um, you know, I'm not being modest or nothing, but, um, you know, like, back then I wanted to get a model and stuff. My mom didn't let me because I had to stay educated, you know, and stay nurturing my family with her being gone. But um, people just, um, they, they forget about when it comes to politics. You know, and you, let's go back to what I said about the, um, the whole not-for-profit. Um, some people get involved, you know, for personal reasons, but to me, it has to be coming from that heart, you know, um, if it's not coming from the heart like it used to, right. you know, I remember, you know, the, what the United Way men and Salvation Army back then, we stood in those long lines, you know, you know, to get Christmas, you know, whatever for our kids. I don't know what mama did, you know, for us back then, because when the holidays came, as long as we had a meal, we had that, that dinner, that we, we were lucky we got one gift. Now people, you know, they want to get 10 gifts one child. You know, I even tell my kids, that, well, you got to get them so much stuff at Christmas. You know, they've been your kids all your life, all year long. Why does just Christmas mean you got to go out and spend all this money? And then afterwards, you're talking about, I ain't got no money because I spent all my money on the kids for Christmas. Why are you spending all your money on the kids for Christmas? You got all year long to do that, you know? So. If you were mayor for a day. Ooh. What's the first change, or what's the first, uh, you know, change or action you would take here in Aurora? If I was mayor for a day, Bob, Bob. Oh, don't let people know he there. I'm just playing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, you, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. You're on a plane. Come on, man. If I was mayor for a day, first thing I don't know the first thing about being a mayor. I don't know that. I, I mean, I don't. If 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 Really, I want to know. I mean, are people answering you on here while you're doing it? If I ran for mayor, would you vote for me? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't. I really, if I was mayor for the, for a day, it's not much I could get done in a day with the mind I have. That's first of all. Um, I probably would want to, you know, if I was mayor for a day, and it could be lasting. These programs I'm talking about, workshops and everything, I would sign that, you know, as a or you know, as a I don't know. I'd sign it into law, you know, if I could be able to do that. City ordinance you know. or whatever kind yeah, of thing. Whatever yeah, whatever it would take to do that, to bring them with that more unity, you know, I, I would do something like that, you know, because if not, you know, I know a mayor's job, you know, he needs to bring, you know, the money into the community, keep the city running, the revenue and everything. Um, talking to a person that I don't do a lot with money, you know, so for me to run for mayor um, or for, even for a day, you know, I'd probably be the mayor that'd be out there giving money to everybody. So, you know. You would be that mayor. Yeah, I'd be that mayor. People will vote for you again. You know, she gave you <laughs> She's she throwing out hundred dollar bills, y'all. I mean, we over here on Trask right now with the money. <laughs> Willie Wilson did it, so hey, why not? Hey. Yeah. Mayor Fultz making it rain, y'all. <laughs> um what is Aurora's biggest strength? Strength? You know, to be honest, I would say the biggest strength in Aurora would be hmm, in the whole Aurora. 
really, I guess I would say how we can't come together in the midst of tragedy. I will say that. So we will come together, you know, when that happens. Um, outside of that, um, that's something that's an area we could grow on, you know, for strength, you know, that. But otherwise than that, it shouldn't take tragedy and stuff for us to come together. It should you know, not. We can't, it should. It should not. Yeah, so we could be like that all the time. Oh, God, what a, I know we're the second largest city. Yo, um, they say that all the time. Um, and there's so much more we can do. You know, me and someone, we had a conversation the other day about this, how there's so many programs in, like Joliet, Bell, with Chicago, you know, our surroundings, even um, in Kendall County, so many different programs that we don't have here, you know? And so that would be some of the things that, you know, that's, um, that I feel that's missing. We had the KDK program. We had programs that were, that were um, entertaining our kids more than technology and things that are doing now. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have enough youth programs. Um, we had um, the Grand Boulevard Center, Community Center that was there at the time. And so kind of you know, when you go to, what do I think I was really getting into doing those vacant lots and stuff? We didn't have a physical building, but it was a safe haven that was a community center. We just didn't have the walls. So we had a community center without the walls and bringing those kids in and that's where the safe haven came in at. So. I would just say that if we could get back to doing more with our youth, installing more good things into them while they're younger, because um, right now, um, technology, the kids just on the cell phones all the time and the computers, and now you got e-learning, you know, that's getting them more, even if you didn't want your kids you know, on the laptops and computers, they gotta be enough for e-learning, and then they're sneaking off when they're supposed to be doing work, and they're still doing other things, because I got a grandchild that did that. Um, when for a whole week we're thinking she's doing e-learning, she has the other phone over there. And because you see the computer in front of them, don't mean that's what they're doing, right? right? So we have to do more things, you know, that are educational for our children and raising them up so that they want to be doctors and lawyers, you know, that they want to be something more productive, you know. Um, but we got to install in them at a younger age. And so that would be my answer to that. Um, the show ends on a positive note. What is your message to the people of Aurora going into Wednesday today? Going into Wednesday today. More unity. I'm going to look directly at the, point, at the camera and say that. Um, more unity. Um, more of us loving and caring about each other. More of us coming together um, on one accord. Um, and again, installing something in our youth, you know, even if we're adults or whatever. Um, I don't know if I can say this right now. You can say whatever you whatever want. I want. Okay, so like with, um, with um, Ken, um, and that's the organization. But what what can we promote? Unity, love. Um, can I turn around? Can I stand up? Yeah. Will you still see me? Like on the back of my shirt, oh gosh, stop. It says collaboration of love. Move and so hair. that's you move your hair. Can you? Move your hair. Oh move my hair? Oh. There it is. Okay, it's a collaboration of love. And on our paperwork it says of love and unity. So if we could get more people that would love to come out and be a part of CAN volunteering, we, pro we provide the platform for the giving because we're givers over here. Um, if you have an organization and you need volunteers and stuff, uh, reach out. You know, we're more than welcome to come out. So that unity and that love, it means so much. And then if we're in, and kids, we love having the youth come out, um, being able to um, volunteer, like you said about your son. I'd love to have your son, you and your son come together, you know, be able to volunteer. You know, that's a plus. But to talk about that turkey dinner, I'm going I'm, I'm to say this. That was a plug from Interfaith that same day. Right. I get a text that says, hey, we have 50 turkeys. We had asked, you know, in advance, because there were so many people that even though the city of gave out all the turkeys, that they didn't get to register because everybody didn't have computers. Right. So when we got the 50 turkeys, guess what? I didn't even have a turkey for myself. So that was, you know, a blessing that the city of did what they did, so that's how I got my turkey. And then when the interfaith, you know, texted me um, and said that they had, you know, like these 50 turkey, you know, and it was the whole box. It's like, wow, I got all these families that are reaching out to me. So the, that meant so much to be able to make them. I had to call ahead because we only had 50. So you don't want to get like 150 people and you only got 50 because people get upset. You know, like when they have a need and you can't supply it. And like what you said, all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I have a turkey. You get 50, you get 100 people call or call, just stopping by. You have none. And I didn't want any issues, so 
That's why I had people to call ahead to make sure that we still had them at the time. But yeah, come on over though. Um, can I say my phone numbers? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm tickled here because I don't know what to say and what not to do. But anyway, um, so my phone number is 331-575-4630. Um, um, if anybody would be willing to volunteer, be able to donate, um, we're doing the cold drive um, right now. Um, we're going to be doing the, the Unity Dinner. Um, shout out to Pastor Thompson over on Kane Street. Um, he's going to let us use his building so we don't have to be out in the cold like we were going to be. Um, we're doing, um, we're collecting toys and gifts um, for our holiday gift giveaway. Mm -hmm. We're collecting that also. Um, for that, uh, we have like about 60 some kids. And how that comes apart, the kids, the people that miss signing up for Marines Toys for Tots, you know, shout out and blessings to Frank Gordon for the Marines Toys for Tots um, being able to be community-based um, because um, because of Frank Gordon meeting him at the Veterans Parade downtown Aurora one year. Um, we were able to, not be a not-for-profit because you didn't have to be, we were able to start by, with Frank, from his basement, him and his wife Tony, they both passed away now, they were veterans. Um, and we were able to service about maybe 200 or so kids. And it went from one year from 200 or something up to 500. The last time we did the Marines Toys for Tots, we serviced up to 1,800 kids. And so now we don't do the Marines for Toys for Tots anymore because I was blessed to help other organizations, you know, learn how to do the application process and learn how to do it. And if they weren't 501c3, we were able to, once you had to be, you know, to teach people how to do that or Angie Corrier, you know, now teaches people how to do that. You know Angie Corrier, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, she taught people how to do that. So now you have so many organizations, you know, reaching out for the Marine Stories for Tots that we fought back, not reinventing the wheel, even though God used me to be able to open that door for the community, that now the, there's so many families that are, you know, contact me or churches or social workers will send them my direction and say that, hey, do you know where these people can go because they missed this? And we opened that up, and now we do our own toy drive and holiday drive, a holiday drive. Unity and coming together. That's a good message. Yes, that's, that's a, a good Unity message. is key. And you yeah. know, our thing is the number two, together. Together we can do most anything. And unity is the key at the end of the day. On behalf of the second largest city's first daily news show, we appreciate you coming on and to I tell us about the so CAN Network and everything. Yes. Um, for the listeners, we hope that you guys have a safe, blessed, positive Wednesday today. Uh, we will see you guys back here tomorrow for another good show. And um, we're going to make sure that you guys get the information for the Civilian Review Board application process. And uh, anything that Miss um, Mary here sends to us, we will make we're sure to Facebook. pass it out there as well. Um, and follow CAN Network on Facebook. Yes. Um, so. On behalf of our ourselves here, y'all be blessed, be strong and dedicated, and have a wonderful day. And I'll see you in the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>